It's only week five, but the New York Jets face a must-win situation Sunday in Denver. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, October 6th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/lockdownNFL and use code all lowercase LockdownNFL for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Jets back in action Sunday, an afternoon game, a late afternoon game. Yeah, you know, we we don't really have any many one o'clock games anymore. Uh, the Jets are in Denver for a game against the Broncos, and we're going to preview that on today's show. It's a game that I think is a must-win for the Jets, and I think that sometimes we get carried away with declaring games must-win, especially early in the season. And many times we declare, we say the Jets have to win this game, but in reality, a loss is not necessarily the end of the season. I think in many ways, this is a must-win situation for the New York Jets. If we're talking about this team having a successful 2023, if we're talking about the team ending that 12-year playoff drought, this is a game where... If the Jets win it, you can kind of see a path forward where you know, maybe they can build some momentum because the schedule is going to get a lot easier in the weeks ahead. And maybe not so much next week against Philadelphia, but in the weeks after this, you could see where the Jets could start to make some noise. If they lose this game, however, and fall to one and four with a game against Philadelphia coming up, it's difficult to envision a scenario where the Jets are able to turn this around. It's very much a, what I call a fork in the road game. And I said that last week, and I think heading into last week, it was a reasonable thing to say, even though I, I, I changed my mind after the game because what we had seen the first three weeks from the Jets suggested that this was not a team that was going to be able to overcome a one in three start. And it's still going to be tough. The, the thing people forget about is – you know, everybody talks about, well, it's how you finish. It's not how you start, which in many cases is true. But the wins you bank in September and the losses you bank in September, they count all season long. So starting out one and three, the Jets have kind of put themselves behind the figurative eight ball where it's going to be really tough to dig out of this hole. But the only silver lining from that Kansas City game is you saw the Jets finally play at a level where if they can replicate that level of play going forward, they can win some games because the the defensive line came to play after really a disappointing first three weeks of the season for the line, or maybe it was, you know, they played well week one, but week two, week three, they did not play up to their, to their talent level. And more than that, Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, after looking like maybe the world, the, the league's worst quarterback offensive coordinator duo through the first three weeks of the season, Hackett called a great game, one that kept Den uh, Kansas city off balance and Zach Wilson delivered. So if the Jets can replicate that, you know, if the Jets can play at the level they played in that's those second and third quarters against Kansas City, 
they are going to win a number of games this year, and they will be right in the middle of the AFC playoff race. The question is whether that's re repeatable or whether that's just the Jets playing at their best. Because you know, sometimes every team has a quarter or two where nothing goes wrong and they just play at their best. So the question is whether that's the type of thing where we can expect that to be the median performance for the Jets, where we'll see that consistently, or whether that's just everybody playing out of their minds, everybody looking great. If it's a situation where the Jets can repeat that again, this could be a very successful season because the schedule is going to open up in the weeks ahead. You know, we have to get past Philadelphia, but after that, there are going to be a lot of winnable games on the Jets schedule over the second half of the season. So they could potentially get on a little bit of a roll, but if it's just the, you know what, they just happen to have two great quarters. That's about as well as the Jets will play all year. It's not necessarily repeatable. Jets are going to be having some issues and, you know, a loss this weekend. I mean, I don't care how they play. I don't think that there's going to be any silver linings from a loss. I mean, maybe the long run, if Zach Wilson plays well, you could say, okay, the rest of the season's about trying to continue to develop Zach Wilson. I, I can see that, but, Nobody entered the season. I, I don't care that Aaron Rodgers went down four plays into the season. Nobody went into the season was going to be okay with a lost season. You know, nobody was going to be fine with play. You know, trying to develop young players early in the month of October, where you know when you're one and four in October and you already feel like it's over, and you're staring down one and five because you have a game against the Eagles next weekend. Nobody would have signed up for that, even when Aaron Rodgers went down. And yeah, look, there's always scenarios where things surprise you in the NFL. I mean, is the season officially over at one and four? No. You know, you still go out, you'll still try and fight next weekend against the Eagles. And of course, unexpected things happen all the time. I mean, there have been teams that have had very successful seasons. There have been teams that have won the Super Bowl that have been counted out in September and October. There are always things that can happen. I'm not saying we abandon all hope. I'm not saying we just pack up and go home until the draft if the Jets lose this game. Well, what I'm saying is that realistically, if you assess the situation, could the Jets beat the Eagles next weekend after a loss in Denver? Of course. You know, weird things happen all the time in the NFL. For whatever reason, NFL analysts forget this. And you know, I'm sure if the Jets lose this game to Denver, people will say the Jets have no chance against Philadelphia. Well, of course they have a chance. It's a one-game scenario. In a one-game scenario, the worst team in the NFL can beat the best team in the NFL. It happens on a pretty frequent basis. So it's not that the Jets season's over. It's not over until you're, you're officially eliminated. But realistically, or can we expect that it's likely that the scenario will play out that the Jets will go on to have a successful season if they lose this game? I think the answer is no. So for, in many ways, I think the season's on the line here. And the season can go like one of two directions. You know, this is very much a, a game that will kind of send the Jets on one of two paths. A victory in this one, I think, you know, it'll restore some confidence. It'll say, okay, well, we beat Denver. Denver may not be that good, but we showed that we're better than the Broncos. A loss will say, you know what? We can't even beat Denver. We're one and four. And, you know, it's really interesting in the NFL how perceptions can change because I've seen people say, well, the Jets are a one overtime punt return away from being 0 and 4. You know, if it wasn't for that, that fortunate break, they'd be, they'd be 0 and 4. Well, that's true. But. It's also true that the Jets are maybe a player two in week three and week four away from being three and one. And that's the thing in the NFL. There's not that big of a difference between a team that has a successful season and an unsuccessful season because so many of these games come down to just a handful of plays. Sometimes luck plays a role. You know, sometimes it's a bad call that goes against you that, that helps determine the outcome of a game. Sometimes it's just something fluky happening, like, you know, Josh Allen turning the ball over four times in week one. Sometimes, 
it, the, the unexpected happens. So it's not a situation where, you know, teams' fates are predetermined before the start of the season. It's not a case where, you know, a team is guaranteed to be great before the start of the season. It's not a case where teams are guaranteed to be failures before the start of the season. A lot of it's just based on the luck that happens along the way. And sometimes that luck either helps you build confidence and builds momentum or the bottom falls out. And that's, I think, the that's what we're looking at in this game. Because I think if you play the season out 100 times from this game forward, so the Jets are 1-3, they're playing, they're playing in Denver. If you play it out 100 times, there are scenarios where the Jets win this game and go on to have very successful seasons. There are scenarios where the Jets lose this game and they just lose all confidence. The bottom falls out. The media pressure just becomes too much. And the Jets go on to have a very poor season. A lot on the line Sunday in Denver. And the two most important figures for the Jets heading into this game, I think, are the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, guys who did not do a great job the first three weeks, but really rebounded in week four. We're going to talk Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett. What do the Jets need from them as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast? This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts that make you look good. They are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. These shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Golf, a date, an evening out, heading to the pool, heading for a workout, lounging, work, you name it. Bird Dogs make you look good. A lot of attention has been paid to the Jets uniforms this year. They've used the throwback uniforms uh, week one and week four, the regular uniforms week two, week three. Bird dogs makes you look good all the time. I think the Jets look better in their regular in their throwback uniforms. I think Bird Dogs makes everybody look good. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And a big shout out to you, Everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed. Today, we're previewing the week five game between the Jets and the Denver Broncos. Sunday in Denver, a big game for Nathaniel Hackett because he's returning to play a team he was the head coach of last year. And it was an ugly situation. Hackett did not make it through his first season before he was fired. So a bit of a revenge game and also a bit of a revenge game because his successor, Sean Payton, as you may remember, back in training camp, was very critical of the job Hackett did in Denver in his not quite one season there. And, you know, that was a situation where I think everything uh, Payton said about Hackett was true. But the way he said it, you know, a coach attacking another coach is very unprofessional. And you, you, you probably deal with it in your daily life. You know that, like, sometimes there's somebody in your line of work who's not doing a great job. But there are professional ways to mention that, and there are unprofessional ways to mention that. And Hackett, I think, was pretty unprofessional. Again, the contents of what he said, I think, was true. It was one of the worst coaching jobs in recent memory in the NFL, what Nathaniel Hackett did with Denver in 2022. And things did not look much better for Nathaniel Hackett at the start of the 2023 season. I think the first three weeks, the Jets had one of the worst offensive schemes I've ever seen the Jets have. And you, you have to remember, I go back a really long time with the Jets. 
I've seen my share of bad offensive schemes. What the Jets did those first three weeks of the season was as bad as anything. I mean, it was just behind the times, not doing anything that even threatened the defense. The play design was just terrible. I mean, if you look at, go back to that New England game, watch some of those third downs and just tell me, try and defend the play design on some of those plays the Jets ran against the Patriots. The play calling was predictable, very conservative, not trying to stretch the field, too many runs on first down. And then it all changed against Kansas City, where the Jets got aggressive on first down. And one thing I want to make clear is that throwing on first down is not some magical elixir that's going to guarantee your offense is going to have success. In many ways, it depends on the team you've got. It depends on the situation. It depends on the opponent. Against Kansas City, the reason the Jets had success on first down was they'd put a tendency down on film that they were going to run the ball nonstop on first down. So when the other team is selling out to stop the run, it makes it easier to throw the ball. But the other aspect of this is Zach Wilson looked really good in this game against Kansas City. And a lot of that is based on Zach being confident, a confidence that was not there against New England. And I almost like go back to the, there was one play in the second quarter where he threw up a ball that was, I still think, I've said this a couple times, every day is probably tired of hear, me here saying this, but threw up a ball to Alan Lazard that was really, I think, a very poor decision. But the Kansas City defender took a bad approach to the ball and Lazard came down with it. It's kind of funny how this works because that was kind of a lucky play for the Jets. But that got Wilson much more confidence in himself, and he was much more decisive. If you watch the New England game, you see him kind of stare open receivers down a lot and not throw the ball. And it was almost like he was hesitant, like he was kind of afraid. And you even saw a couple of examples of that early in the game against Kansas City. And then once that Lazard catch came down, that back foot hit. And if there was a window, the ball was coming out and it was going to be on time. It was going to be accurate. You know, he was just much more decisive. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, we'll just go out and play. Well, sometimes a quarterback goes out and plays and he throws five interceptions. I, you know, these people who say, I'd rather see him throw three interceptions than just check everything down. Well, you want to find the right balance. You know, Tim's going out there and throwing three interceptions is not a good thing. You have to find balance. You can't, you have to find the happy medium between too conservative and recklessly aggressive. And that's the key for Zach Wilson. And that's why he played so well against Kansas City. And anybody who's out there saying something something like, oh, well, I'd rather be one extreme than the other. Well, no, you need effective quarterback play. You don't need some guy throwing the ball up for grabs for you know senselessly. If he's doing that, he's not going to play well. I don't want that. I want Zach Wilson to be the guy he was against Kansas City. I want him to be an effective quarterback. I want him to throw the ball on time. I want him to hit the right reads, and I want the ball to be where it needs to be. That's what matters for the Jets. It's not, it's not Zach Wilson going out being aggressive. It's Zach Wilson being smart. It's Zach Wilson, and smart doesn't always mean checking it down. I think sometimes coaches drill into quarterbacks to be too conservative. They say that protecting the ball is smart. Protecting the ball is smart, but you're checking everything down. You're not going to move it, and your offense is not going to be effective. If your offense is not effective, you're not playing smart at the quarterback position. It's not easy to play quarterback in the NFL. I'm not suggesting it is. There are less than 32 people on the planet who are capable at any given time of playing quarterback effectively in this league. That's why you see teams that have poor quarterback play. It's not so easy, but you need, it's something that you almost need. I mean, I, there are some teams out there that maybe can get by without it for a short stretch. You need effective quarterback play. And part of that's Nathaniel Hackett helping Zach Wilson out. I think there's going to be a temptation in this game for Nathaniel Hackett because he can read the stats and you see that Denver's run defense is not very good. And that's probably being generous to Denver's run defense. It's been awful so far this season. But 
the Jets need to stay aggressive. And I think that this is going to be the test for Hackett. Is he going to go back to his old ways and think, well, we can run the ball on any, we can run the ball on Denver. We'll just, we'll just go back to the conservative New England game plan where we, where we ran 10 times out of 13 first down plays the first three quarters. You don't want to fall into that trap. You need to stay aggressive. The Part of the reason the Jets were able to have success against Kansas City uh, on offense is they kept the Chiefs defense off balance. And that's what needs to happen in this game for the Jets. And look, Zach Wilson's got to keep playing well. You know, we, Zach Wilson kind of has a reprieve this week. Heading into last week's game, there were questions. Is he going to survive if the Jets lose to Kansas City? Because there was a question after they signed Trevor Simeon. Is Zach heading to the bench? We're not hearing those questions this week because of his performance. But we're only one bad performance away from being right back to that discussion. So Zach's got to go out there and continue to read, be decisive, make the right reads, throw the ball on time. I understand easier said than done. But nobody ever said playing quarterback in the NFL is easy. Now, had here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, despite what I just told you about how the Jets can't be too conservative on offense, despite the fact I, I told you they can't completely lean into the run, I think this is a big game for Brees Hall. And it's probably a game that matters a lot to him because of what happened in the game the Jets played in Denver last year. And we'll discuss that continuing this Friday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. This week on Prize Picks, you can select, I don't know, Zach Wilson to throw for more than 200 yards, maybe Brees Hall to run for more than 1.5 touchdowns. Prize Picks makes it easy. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return until the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code locked on locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars using Prize Picks. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. We're previewing Jets Broncos the late afternoon window Sunday in Denver. The Jets return to a place where they won a game last year, but it was maybe the most costly win the Jets have had in recent memory because in that game they lost the guys who had been their two best offensive players in the first half of the 2022 season. One was Elijah Vera Tucker, who in a situation where the, you have to remember a year ago, the jets had a very unstable offensive line from week to week because they had a million injuries. So they had to constantly shift guys in and out. And Vera Tucker played three different positions for the jets. The first half of last season, he suffered an injury in that game, but the jets also lost Brees Hall who had been their best player on offense, maybe the best player on the team to that point. Brees Hall had a long touchdown run in that game. The Jets won it by seven. So you could argue that was the it was the only touchdown the Jets scored in the game. You could argue that made the difference. But Brees Hall suffered a very serious knee injury that knocked him out the rest of the season. At the time, you know, you remember thinking that even though the Jets won their fourth straight game, it was a it could could have been a very costly win. And if you look, this Jets team was never the same without Brees Hall last year. So this is a game I'm sure it's going to be a very seminal moment for Brees Hall because this is the spot where he suffered such a difficult injury and he's back and he already looks great. You know, I wasn't sure he was going to look this good so early, which is good because I thought Dalvin cook was going to look better than he did. Dalvin cook's giving you nothing. 
Robert Sala this week said that Brees Hall is no longer on a pitch count. And it's interesting how much how much of a complaint there's been in the fan base about Brees Hall being on a pitch count. To me, it's kind of common sense. A guy coming off a serious knee injury, you want to preserve him early in the season. You don't want to ask him to do too much early in the year. Now, the issue is not so much the fact they have had a pitch count. It's that no matter what the pitch count is, I'm pretty sure in two of the four weeks, they've fallen below that pitch count. Maybe last week it didn't matter so much because the offense did so well otherwise. But Robert Sala says Brees Hall's back, that there will be no restrictions on his usage. And I know in the last segment I said the Jets cannot just focus on running the ball exclusively. But of course they're going to try and run the ball on Denver. And Denver's run defense has been awful to this point. This is a this is a game, even though the Jets' run blocking has not been spectacular to this point, I don't care what pro football focus says on their run blocking grades. I think like... I, I think they, they evaluate individual players in that, not like what the key blocks are on a given play. Like, that's the only thing I can figure out. That's the only thing I can square with, like, how well they rate the Jets' run blocking because the Jets' run game has not been good. And, yeah, part of it's Dalvin Cook. I mean, there are some plays maybe Brees is left on the field. But the Jets' run game has not been effective, and a lot of that goes back to the blocking. But even this Jets' run blocking, which I do think was better last week against Kansas City, they should be able to get get a push in the run game against Denver. And this could create some big plays. I mean, look, this is a game where if the Jets don't put a lot of points on the board, it's going to be very disappointing because Denver's defense has just been so bad to this point. And, you, of course, you worry a little bit about, you know, is this the game Denver finally picks it, picks it up? Because even the worst NFL team is going to have moments where they just everything clicks for them. But there's no way this Jets team should be that opponent. The Jets should be able to, you'd hope they're able to throw the ball effectively. Because if you look at what Justin Fields did against this Denver defense last week, I mean, I I see no reason Zach Wilson should not have just as big of a game, but especially in the run game. You know, maybe, maybe even Dalvin Cook can get going in this game. But I'd like to see the Jets redeploy how they utilize their backfield. I think Bree should take a lot of the Dalvin Cook carries, especially now that he's off the pitch count. I would even rather see Michael Carter get carries. I'd rather see Izzy Abanaconda active and get carries over Dalvin Cook. But the most important thing is going to be Brees breaking a big run or two, you know, softening up this Denver defense and taking some pressure off Zach Wilson. You know, Zach's got to carry some of the load here. But part of the beauty of having a running back like Brees Hall is that you can produce big plays in the run game at a higher rate than almost any other team in the NFL. So there's going to be a real opportunity for Brees. I'm sure he's going to be plenty motivated to do big things. And look, I think if the Jets win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Brees uh, popped a big run or two. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday to talk about what happened.